Welcome to Life with Lori, coming to you direct from Gray Street at Morningside, USA. Joining Lori today is her co-host and daughter, Little Lori. And now, here's your host, Lori Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a wonderful, exciting edition of Life with Lori. I am so honored today because I have with me, I can't believe it, actually, Pastor slash Dr. Robert <laughs> Jeffress is a senior pastor, um, First Baptist Church <laughs> in Dallas, Texas, and a Fox News contributor, and also Pathway to Victory, yeah. your television broadcast actually airs, Dr. Jeffress, on our our network, the PTL Voice of the Prophet. 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m., that's right, every Sunday morning. And uh, you are on countless radio stations. I listen to you almost every day driving home. I'm wow. on my little drive home. I listen to you, and I love it. Oh, I'm so honored. It's an honor to have you. Well, thank, thank you for you. being good to be here. here at You're, oh, thank you. You're the best. You were on the Jim Baker show just a little bit ago, yeah. and now I get to have... You, Life with Lori, I mean, you're, you have to understand, Jim said it, and I think Jim's right. You are the pastor to pastors. You really are. And you're, you ha- you're so bold and so courageous and go on the news when they have hard questions. What's that like for you when you get the call? Like, <laughs> and we'd like to have you on a panel. Or... Yeah. Well, you know, it's an opportunity, I think, to do what Jesus talks about Mm -hmm. and what all of us are supposed to be doing, whether it's on a new show or in our neighborhoods or at a uh, school board meeting. Jesus said, don't isolate yourself from the culture. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to influence the culture. And I know we're going to get into this. He said, you are salt. You're to be a, a preservative in the world. You're to be light, pointing people to Jesus Christ. You know, salt is only effective if, if it gets out of the salt shaker and penetrates the meat. Yes. Salt in a salt shaker does nothing. That's right. And we as Christians, I think, have been called call, uh, called to engage in the culture, to we influence have, the culture, not to become like the culture. No, that's right. And when you, yeah, that's exactly right. And today we're talking about your book, 18 Minutes with Jesus. You guys, you're all going to want this book. I love it. <laughs> I, I, it helps me to fall in love. I've just fallen in love with Jesus more and more as, as I read this book. And just because what, it, what it's about, what you wrote about, so fascinating to me. Yeah, let me be clear, Lori. Yeah. This book, 18 Minutes with Jesus, I didn't have a near-death experience, go to heaven, talk to Jesus for 18 minutes, and come back. Okay. That's what some people think the book is. That's not what it Tell is. Tell us what it's about. Uh, Many of your viewers are familiar with the TED Talks. They're very popular right now. Mm-hmm. A TED Talk is a brief talk by an expert on something that is of great interest mm-hmm. to people. And I, the, the key is it can only be 18 minutes in length. That's the rule. Right. And I had this thought one day. I thought, what if <laughs> Jesus were to come back and give a TED Talk? Right. What would he talk about yeah. if he only had 18 minutes? And then it hit me, we already have his TED Talk. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. You can read Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in 18 minutes, and yet even though it's brief, it carries uh, and touches about many of the things we care about, our money, about worry, about our sex life, about our relationship to our enemies, and about our eternal destiny. So this book, 18 Minutes with Jesus, is really 
a look, a fresh look at the mm -hmm. Sermon on the Mount and how it applies today, 2,000 years later. Exactly. And so it really does apply. It says right here, does the Sermon on the Mount apply to us today? It really does, doesn't it? Well, it does. And uh, some people don't believe that. In fact, I have to confess, I came uh -huh. from a theological background that taught, oh, the Sermon on the Mount doesn't work today. It's for heaven or mm -hmm. for the millennial kingdom. It's the constitution for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I accepted that. And frankly, I didn't preach on this for 40 years because I felt like it was irrelevant until I started to read it. And then I start reading it, and Jesus says, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. I thought, well, who's going to be slapping whom in heaven? Yeah, that doesn't that, make sense. Exactly. And then he says, love your enemies, pray for your enemies. Yeah. We're not going to have enemies in heaven. And it hit me, this is not for the hereafter. This is Jesus' instruction and in how to live in the here and now. And when he <clears> gave the Sermon on the Mount, um, who was he talking to that day it was at the beginning of his ministry <clears throat> but he had already garnered quite a crowd that was following after him mm -hmm. and that crowd was a mixed crowd i try to remember when i preach every sunday everybody's not the same place spiritually when that's they come true. to church that's right do you had some devoted disciples already of jesus yes you had some who were curious and you had some who were totally turned off and were already enemies those would have been the religious leaders of the day. Yes. And so Jesus gave this message to apply to everybody. There's something for somebody and everybody in the Sermon on the Mount. So these mm -hmm. are the what we call the Beatitudes, right? Well, it starts out with what we call the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. You have those two, those eight sayings, blessed. Yeah. Blessed are those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Blessed yeah. are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who are persecuted, they shall uh, inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And that word blessed, Lori, is very interesting. Oh. It's like Jesus is telling you now, listen carefully, to what I'm about to say, because these are the benefits of everybody who lives by this standard. You'll be blessed, blessed, blessed. Right. And that word blessed is makarios in Greek. Sometimes it's translated happy. Happy are those who do this. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the best translation. I think the better translation is joyful. Yeah. Those who follow Jesus may not be happy immediately. Right. You know, happiness is a superficial emotion that depends upon our happenings. Right, that's if right. If things are good, we're happy. If yeah. things aren't good, we're unhappy. Right. Jesus didn't promise happiness, mm -hmm. but he promised joy. Joy is that deep and confident assurance that God's in control yeah. regardless of what is happening uh, on the surface. That's true. That is so, such a, and you, and you break all that down and you take all of these, you know, blessed for instance i was i was sharing with you how my mama just passed you know over a year ago and and when i read read you know you know blessed you know are those of you that mourn so you will be what comforted when you read the read the word and to also you talked about that being mournful over our sins yeah because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of god that's right, right pastor and 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 you know some people wallow in their sin and mm -hmm. don't get anywhere Paul calls that a sorrow that leads to death. Yeah. But there's another kind of sorrow over your sin. If it leads to repentance, mm -hmm. it leads to life. It does. To be sorry enough to have a change of mind. Yeah. And seek a change of direction. Right. To be sorry enough to say, you know, Lord, like the tax collector on the mountain who said, Lord, be merciful to me, the yes. sinner. 
when you get to that state that you realize mm-hmm. there's no hope apart from Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. it's only then that you're ready to receive yeah. the gift of salvation. Somebody it, said, God only gives to those whose hands are open, mm-hmm. whose hands are empty. And only when we empty ourselves of our pride and our justification and rationalization are we in the position to be comforted with the forgiveness that only Christ Mm, offers. Thank you, Lord, for that. And in here, and and just at the beginning of the book, here's the topics. When you get the book, you're just, just enjoy it, learn from it, read it, take it in. But you talk about straight talk with with your happiness, straight talk with your faith, straight talk about your relationships, straight talk about your sex life, straight talk about your adversaries, straight talk about your church, straight talk about your prayer life, straight talk about your money, straight talk about your needs, straight talk about your eternal destiny, and you also have a call to radical righteousness. Yeah, and let me remind our viewers, these are not Robert Jeffers topics that I just kind of picked out of the air. Oh, let's not. talk about this. This is following Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It is. These are the things that mattered most to the Savior that matter most to us. So you're saying that there's these, there were disciples, a mixed crowd of disciples as Jesus gave this message. And, and so all at different spiritual levels. And yet his words applied to everybody. And yet they applied, every single one of us. I mean, everybody who lives by this standard is going to be joyful, happy, makarios, uh, fulfilled. Absolutely. And when you talk about, you know, one part in here when you talked about money, straight talk about money. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, read about the straight money part, you know, you know. (laughs) But then I'm like, wait a minute, Lori, this is so good. It's amazing, actually. You talk about worry, because all of us have a tendency to worry from time to time. Do we have enough money? Do we have, if I have a lot of money, how many people are going to come and ask me for it? You know, Jesus links wealth to worry. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you know, uh, rich people are worried that they're going to lose their money. Mm -hmm. People without money are worried they're not going to have enough. That's right. And, you know, in today's spiraling inflation and plummeting stock market, I mean, it's easy to get worried about your finances. Sure. And Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. Yeah. They don't stay up at night fretting over their checkbook balance. Mm -hmm. Uh, They trust in their heavenly father. He provides for them. Won't he do much more for you? I, that's a great word for me, at least. It's a great word for me, too. Actually, that scripture, this is a true story, everybody. I don't think I've ever shared this before. That scripture, when I knew I had the call of God on my life, you know, when, you, when you, God puts his hand on you, and I'm like, okay, yes, Lord. And so I was um, attending Phoenix First Assembly of God Church, Pastor Tommy Barnett. You all know that he's my, you know, pastor for life. But And he's going to be in our church this week. And he's going to be in your <laughs> church. Oh, gosh. December Tell him 4th. how much yeah. I love him. I love him so much. I, I, I mean, I'm sitting here because he, he took a chance on a girl that was at that altar. I was always down at that altar just, you know, getting healed and transformed. And his messages of, of forgiveness and and turning away from your sins and all that. So, but long story short, um, when I when I knew I had the call of God on my life, and I went to my mom, said, "Mom, here I am. I'm in my early 30s, like 31, and um, had lived a kind of wild life before that. Even though I'd been born and raised in the Nazarene, wonderful Nazarene church. But all that to say that 
I went to the Word, and I opened up Matthew. And this, this scripture that you're talking about, that the Lord says that we not to worry about, you know, not to worry about this, because I said, Lord, because I felt like he's asking me to go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. Now, how am I going to go to Bible school? I'm in my early 30s, and we had a Bible school there at the church. And so, you know, I'm like, Mom, I'm going to have to quit my job making very good money, and I'm going to have to live by faith. Not sure, because, you know, I like clothes and hair and makeup and nails <laughs> and all that. That costs money, you know? So I'm like, I was just being literally that carnal mm-hmm. about it. And, and the Lord takes me to that scripture. Don't be worried about your life or about the things necessary for life. You go, and you explain, and you kind of say some cute things here, which I, I, the analogies are great, I think. Um, whether you're a person of means or struggling to get by, food and clothing are the basics of life. It's just a difference between caviar and cabbage, Gucci or goodwill, and, and <laughs> I, you go on. But life, you know, you just go on, is more than the basics that we need for survival. And Jesus, and you go into these, look, at the birds of the air. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do they not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns? You go into every, and you break down all the scriptures. And I, I wrote it, I, in my tab here, I go, this is the scripture that God had me read to say, yes, I'm going to Bible school. I wish you all could see the tabs this is, in this book. I know. It's, it's tab, it's hot. It's Look, amazing. I mean, I, lo- I love it. I I really do love it, and I want everybody to get this book. You can get one for, is it $25 at donation to the ministry? And that includes shipping and handling. You have to go to ptlshop.com, uh, Life with Lori. Okay, thank you, Kimberly. But this book really, you, you go into the testing, the Lord, you know, we go, oh, I'll go through trials and tribulations and tests. Yeah, you know, that is such a, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount is your prayer life. Yeah. And it's straight talk about your prayer life. And straight. he gives us what we often call the Lord's Prayer. Yes. He said, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't be like unbelievers when you pray who think they're going to twist God's arm if they just repeat the same words over and over again. Mm-hmm. He said, instead, here's how to pray. And what he gave us, Lori, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, he didn't never meant for it to be a mantra that we just recite word for word. In fact, there's no evidence in the New Testament that any Christian or any church ever prayed this prayer. You don't find it repeated ever again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mantra. It was a model for how to pray. Mm-hmm. The thing that I hear so often from people is, well, I'm not sure how to pray. Do I pray for God's will and God's glory, or do I pray for the things that uh, are selfish prayers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my healing for right. my prosperity, for my children? Which is it, God's glory or my own needs? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said it's both. He said, yes, pray for God's name to be hallowed. Pray for God's will to be done. Mm-hmm. But pray for the things that you care about, your daily provision, yes. our daily bread, right. protection mm-hmm. from evil, from difficult circumstances. You know, C.S. Lewis, I quote him in the book, he said, when we pray, we shouldn't pray for the things we think should be in our heart. Mm-hmm. We ought to pray for those things that are actually in our heart. Yes. And that's what Jesus is saying, pray honestly. Mm -hmm. And one of those honest prayers is to be protected from difficult situations. Lead us not into temptation. Mm -hmm. You know, that Mm -hmm. word temptation is a neutral term. It just means a difficult situation. 
we make a difference between testing and tempting. We say God tests us to strengthen us. Mm -hmm. uh, Satan tempts us to destroy us. But in the Greek language, that word parosmos is simply a difficult situation. A difficult situation can draw us closer to God mm -hmm. if we let it. That's true. Or it can drive us away from God yes. if we allow it. We are the ones who determine whether a difficult situation is a test or a temptation. Boy, that's, that's excellent. This is why you're probably one of the greatest teachers and pastors and, and theologians of our time. But you're, you're so good in this book, too, because what you, you do is you have a lot of analogies. Now, one thing I learned about, I learned a few things about you, Dr. <laughs> Joe, just by reading uh -oh. the book. You're going to know. You're going to see how much he loves his wife, Amy. That's you, true. You, you do. You just love Amy so much. And she's, how's she doing? She's doing great. We just had our 45th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. We, we love that. We met when we were 12 years old. Aww. First time it was Ms. Denny's like math how, class in like, the seventh grade. She sat right in front of me. I love that And picture. she turned around one day and asked for help on a math problem, <laughs> which I later found out she didn't need. She just lured me in at the beginning. <laughs> now, see, us girls love to hear uh, <laughs> stories like that. And then you have two daughters. I have a daughter, uh, Julia, my oldest daughter, uh, Julia Sadler. She is the host of a podcast cast for Gen Xers and oh, for, it's a radio program too called Unapologetic Excellent. and it's being heard in lots of places and then my youngest daughter Dorothy is in real estate and we also have three triplet grandchildren. You have triplets. Look, triplets. And how old are they now? They are five and I'm going to tell you this quick story because it's it. in the book. Um, my daughter Julia, she and her husband had three miscarriages mm. and mm. um one day they decided to start praying that God would give them triplets, one life to replace every life that was lost. Wow. And so Julia told me what she was doing, and being the great man of faith I am, I said, <laughs> Julia, don't pray that way. God's not going to do that. I said, we don't have any history of multiple births in our family. Oh. And she said, Dad, if you want to see God do big things, You've got to pray big things. Wow. And God blessed her with triplets. Oh. And uh, they're uh, almost five years old almost now. Five we get ready to celebrate next week their oh, fifth birthday. That is so precious. So she taught me about prayer. That's just what Jesus is talking about when he says, when you pray. And he said, <laughs> keep on, keep on praying. If God hasn't answered yet, yep. keep on asking, keep on That's seeking, what, keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. I just turned to the page. Trusting God there it to is. do what's best. Yes, sir. That's exactly what you do. You say, first of all, we should pray with persistence. Yeah. And to, and to keep on asking, keep on knocking. And you know, that kind of bothered me for a long time, Lori, about <laughs> why he said we needed to keep on. Yeah. I, thought I mean, it. are we twisting God's arm? Do we think we didn't? No. And then having triplets kind of made me more understanding of that verse. Mm -hmm. If we're going through a store and one of my grandchildren says, Papa, can I have that? Mm -hmm. And they never make another reference to it, never say anything about it. I figured that was just kind of superficial. Right. But if one of my grandchildren <laughs> keeps asking me for the same thing over <laughs> and over again, I know it's important to them. Yeah. And that's why I answer the request. And maybe our Heavenly Father's like that as yeah, well. Yeah, so possibly that's it, right? Maybe why we it. have to be... Yeah, yeah, we keep going. We keep asking. And, and there's keep no knocking. promise in the Bible that God will answer every request we have. Right. First John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence that we have 
that if we ask anything according to his will. Mm-hmm. That's now, that's it. not a cop-out for mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. God's will is not a barrier around our life to keep good things from entering in. Mm-hmm. It's a barrier to keep bad things from coming that's in. That's it, yeah. I, I look back in my prayer journal, Lori, from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm more grateful for the no answers many times than the yes answers. Because yes. now, 30 years later, I realize if God had said yes, that would have been a disaster. That's so for me true. I, I, we can trust God. To yeah, do right. you you wrote that in in this part of the book about prayer, and I found that very interesting. And I thought I'm going to go back through my journals and see. <laughs> I'm going to go back. I really am. I'm going to go back through my journals and see what was I asking God for 30 years ago, yeah. and see what's happened because it is so true. You talk about um so much, but the call to radical righteousness. Just because we have a few minutes left. But the radical righteousness is is really something we need in this day and age like never before. But how would you explain righteousness? Righteousness is used two ways in the Bible. Sometimes it talks about what we call imputed righteousness. That's Mm -hmm. the righteousness we receive when we trust in Christ as our Savior. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 5, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sent for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's our right standing with God. The moment you're saved, the moment you trust in Jesus, you receive the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's Mm -hmm. a one-time act. But righteousness is also used to to refer to ethical righteousness, obedience to God. Mm -hmm. It's right living. It's not our right standing with God. It's our right living before God. And that's what the Sermon on the Mount is about. It's about right living because it's what pleases God, but it's also the best way to live. It is. It is. And then you don't have such radical consequences on a negative side when you just go by what Jesus taught us and what Jesus did and how even going to the religious leaders, you explain all of that and how it was so external, but as far as they were in in (laughs) Jesus' day. But it's about the matters of the heart. That's right. Right? Going to the heart. Jesus is always looking at our heart. That's right. right. It's out of the heart that everything flows. And frankly, most of us have a defective heart. We all have a defective heart. Yeah. Before we're saved, Christ gives us that new heart with new desires. Yes, he does. And he gives us a new power, the Holy Spirit, to live according to And that's it right there. I loved it that you wrote that in, in this book, too, about having the Holy Spirit and the power that lives within us. Because I know through my walk with the Lord, you know, is it's been the Holy Spirit, yes. the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us to make the right choices. Yeah, yeah this is impossible. Turning the, the other cheek, praying for your enemies, yeah, yeah. not getting caught up with money and worrying, that is impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But the good news is if you're a Christian today, you're not without the Holy Spirit. That's right. The same power that raised Jesus from the God from the dead, the Holy Spirit of God, he resides in each of us. Absolutely. You have, you know, also I just want to let you know that people, everyone can um, you receive one of the books and you're going to want to uh, get this, get it for yourself as a gift, okay? We always say get it for somebody else, but get this for yourself, but you can receive one for $25 to the ministry or three books for $65. You go online, order at ptlshop.com slash life with Lori. And remember, when you purchase any products from this show, from Life with Lori, all the proceeds go to help 
fund our, our operating expenses for Lori's house. It's a ministry we have that's amazing for moms who find themselves um, pregnant and don't have anywhere to go. And it's a beautiful home here on the property. And we have 52 babies so far that, that have been saved from wow. being aborted, being murdered in wow. their mother's womb. Mm. So it's just beautiful. And so all the proceeds go to help keep Lori's house, the operating expenses, you can imagine, oh, yeah. but it's a beautiful place. So we love it. So thank you for helping when you get your books and you're going to love it. If I was you, you know how I love the friends and family offer, I call it, where you get the three books because you can share these with people that you love. Maybe even your pastor, maybe give it to your pastor. I mean, I don't know. We're finding a lot of people are using this as a Bible study for oh, a small group Bible study. Perfect. Uh, or for Sunday school class. I would do that yeah. actually. Yeah. Small group Bible study is yeah. a great idea with this book. Straight talk from the savior about the things that matter most. 18 minutes with Jesus. Um, pastor, we just have a few minutes left. Would you close in prayer for everybody watching and right. for you us bet. Here? I'd love to. Let's thank pray together. You. Father, we thank you yes. for the gift of Jesus Christ, the yes. Savior of the world. At this time of the year, we just thank you that yes. instead of leaving us in our sin to suffer an eternity of separation, you made possible a way, the only way to you and to heaven, and that's through yes. sending your only Son, who is our Savior. And I pray that anyone watching right now who doesn't have that assurance that they will be welcomed into heaven when mm -hmm. they die, even right now, might turn from their sin and put their faith in yes. the Lord Jesus Christ as their yes. Savior. And Father, I want to thank you for Lori and for Jim. Thank, thank you. you for their faithfulness to you. Thank yes. you for the ministry of this program and this network as it is beamed out throughout the world, yes. sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would continue to keep your hand on this ministry. We pray this in the saving name of Christ our Savior. Mm. Amen. Amen. It is such an honor to have you. I could go on and on about this book, and but most importantly, that we we want to make sure that you do know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And maybe you were like me. I was somebody who would we, we would call backslidden. You know, I just for a while there wasn't doing, wasn't living, wasn't living the righteous life, a right right life before the Lord, and. Then one day, it was, it was an Easter Sunday, I just said, it's time to go back to yes. church. And I went back to church. And that's why, like we were saying, you know, we have the Christmas set here and all that right now. Boy, what, that's the best Christmas gift in the world was, you know, Jesus coming to save us from our sins and give us a joyful life here on this earth through everything we go through, through all the situations we walk through. But most importantly, that you do know him and turn your heart back to him if you've kind of Walked away a little bit, backslidden a little bit. Now's the time. It's the greatest time. And um, just like that Easter Sunday when I walked yeah. down the long aisle at the big, we call it the big church, like your church. Yeah. You have thousands of members at your church. But when you walk down that aisle and you ask Jesus into your heart, there's just nothing like it. And there's always a road back to God. There's always, always a road back always, to God. Always hope. And it just starts with that acknowledgement. Repentance. It means a change okay. of mind that leads to a change of direction. I don't want to go this way any longer. Yes. I'm ready to go back to the Father who loves me. Yes. And he does have a plan for your life. And 
I've chosen a pastor, Jeffers, I've chosen as my life scripture. It, whenever I sign a book or autograph or whatever in life, I've always, I, I, I realized that Romans 8, 28 became very real, very common scripture, but it really is true that we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's my life verse too. So that's why I like you. Oh, <laughs> wow. I can't imagine. Look at that. I didn't know that about you. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, I can't believe our time is up. I could go on and on. I could just sit here. I'm going to be teaching out of this book. I, you're going to probably hear me preaching, everybody, because I've learned a lot through it, and I've fallen in love with my Jesus more and more Amen. through this. Thank you, Dr. Thank Jeffers. You it's an honor me. to have you. It's a place. Thank you Thank for having you. me. Thank you. Oh, I hope you it. come back sometime. Back. We love you. And we'll see you next time on another Life with Lori.